0: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and From
1: BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. Listening to Fox Sports Radio.
4: Radio. Radio. Yeah, <laughs> buddies. Rich is live
5: in Tejas. Tejas. Dickie, hop along. Dicky. Cavino, Spotty, Danny G, Perfet, Monsi, Bayanos, Bolanos, Bufanos. <laughs> Bufanos. That's Monsi is here in Los Angeles, and Rich, you're yeah. missing it. There's a, a big rig, a stolen big rig. There's a car chase going on in the mean streets of L.A. It's
6: moving 15 miles an hour oh. down the f- uh, I-5. I-, 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 I
5: love oh, a mean you sure car Camino's chase. Not
6: driving it. That guy's miles? wheelchair went faster than that <laughs> right? on the 405.
5: That is true. There was a guy yeah. in a wheelchair on the 405 yesterday. We talked about it. If you miss any of our shows, subscribe to our podcast for free wherever you stream your podcast. Search Cavino and Rich. Shout out to the iHeart. Radio app, and of course, shout out to all of our affiliates. Thanks for hanging out with us, Cavino and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Now the number is eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Be dialing. Give us a call because we're talking old school. It's old school when fifty hits your drinking experience from back in the day. Rich, I made a list. I got well, some forgotten ones too.
7: Before you give me the list, I got to point out two quickies. Number one downloading the podcast would mean a lot to us. So I want to reiterate, if you miss anything, download the podcast. Danny G does an incredible job putting together a best of. If you're short on time, you got hour one, hour two, then the best of. So make sure you pass it along to your friends. Spread the word. Let's build Kavino on Rich here on Fox Sports Radio. And number two, I moved to L.A. seven years ago. One of my biggest observations going from the East Coast to the West Coast car chase coverage
5: <laughs> yeah. oh yeah it's unmatched pursuit of a stolen big rig live it is like the i've
7: choppers never seen something yo danny
6: this is my first big rig uh, chase i've seen oh, yeah. yeah, this, this is
7: danny, an industry you've been, uh, <laughs> you've been out here your whole life i don't know profet i don't know if you've been a west coast guy your whole life but out here in la i'm amazed at the car chase world we live in
1: so as someone who uh i, I grew up in ohio actually but even in ohio As soon as I got on Twitter, like, everyone would link to, like, the the, the live streams that would have the car chases, and 99% of the time, it's L.A. So even before coming out here, I knew all about the car chases. Let's just say this. Let's just say, hey, I hope everyone's safe, but I do love these. I'm not going to lie. All
5: right, so we'll keep you posted on that. But we're talking drinking. Want to hear your story, your first experience. Now, when you have a throwback, old-school, and 50-hit sort of conversation like this— You're never talking black label, blue label, or anything high-end. It's always the cheap garbagio that you were able to get your hands on as a kid. And a lot of times you had a bad experience, but I made a list of some forgotten ones. I don't think anyone's going to say these, so I'll say it, but I'll get to your phone calls next. 877-99 on Fox.
7: Do you remember when you moved out of your townhouse in Jersey, what you found, and we were tempted to just try it and drink it?
5: What was it? Was it like a... A 10-year-old bottle of Goldschlager or something It was. Like that? It was. Oh, yeah, yeah
7: we, we were helping you move boxes when you moved from Jersey to L.A. And you're like, yo, guys, help me move this stuff. You had a bottle of
5: Goldschlager <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with the little gold chips in it. Yeah, it had value. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was probably waiting to cash those in. Um, <laughs> cash for gold. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you probably drank that, mints, you know, something to the, to the extreme. You had a bad experience, never touched it again. We want to hear your story, but I'm going to throw some out there. Right. Growing up in Union, New Jersey, there was something out of Newark, New Jersey called One eyed Jack that I used to drink, and it was like a like a lemony beverage. Oh. But like oh. you know, but this was like part of the cider rage when the ciders started to become a, become a thing. One eyed Jack had a bumblebee on it or something like that, okay. and I used to drink that. No one's going to mention that Red Dog. Remember Red Dog beer? Oh, of course. Yeah, but that came and went. Right, no one cared about that. And here's my list of. Drinks that everyone probably experimented with at one point. Your Mad Dog 2020s. You know someone's going to bring that up, right? Your Mad Dog 2020s. Your Boone's Farm. Boone's Farm. Your Night Train. GNR got on the Night Train. Your cheap wines. And I would get any sort of hard alcohol we can get our hands on, we would. Whether it be uh, like Pepe Lopez tequila or a Yukon Jack. I don't know if you've ever had that, but that was like my drink for a minute.
7: Now- you're naming some cheap booze that we yeah. all probably had as, as you know teens and in our twenties. We didn't, but did we know better? We like, we didn't know what to but buy. I, no, I'm 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 thinking not necessarily cheap as much as like why did I do that? When you were in college, did okay. you guys ever experiment with a drink called the Mind Eraser, of where course. it was multiple alcohols mixed up and they sort of separated, but you had to drink the whole thing uh, thing through one like. <sharp>
6: Yeah, because the then strongest the- alcohol settled in the bottom,
5: and you oh. sipped it up so f- quick, it went right well, to your well, head. Like, drinks are very trendy too, and you see it specifically in the world of shots. Like, because you know, we, we our come up early two thousands, like kamikaze shots were the thing. Who orders that now? Probably nobody. Yeah, but that was the introduction. Probably one of the first you remember ordering, like yeah, right, yeah the kamikazes, right? So hey, ladies, what do you want? All right, can we get four kamikazes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what, what was and yet bombs, Yeager
1: bombs Yeager was bombs. like mid two thousands. Yeah, I was gonna say I did a lot of Jaeger bombs. Jager bombs they were good though, right? They were pretty good. Oh. Oh. And it shows. <laughs> people still do those uh, Irish car bombs too, or is I it was uh, thinking that too. That's uh, old. They were good though. Old oh. school,
5: old school. So your phone calls now, and you had to drink those so fast before they uh, curdled. Yeah, yeah. We want to hear uh. your stories. Is and Rich. Does SoCo Lime
7: still have a, is SoCo Uh, Lime still a top I feel like SoCo Lime was an easy shot back in the 2000s maybe like SoCo Lime SoCo Lime was a big Uh, one.
5: I don't know you know why? Lemon Drops. Not not really ordering, yeah Lemon Drops. I Not ordering shots.
6: uh, I
7: moved on to edibles. Uh, On the west side (laughs) at the
6: the house parties in Southern California, Tangeray Oh, OJ is a big thing yeah. Hey I have a question for you Danny J since you're so west side right in the beginning of Gin and Juice
5: is Snoop Dogg relieving himself in the bathroom or pouring a drink?
6: I always thought he was pouring a drink. Nah. nah the world <laughs> Yeah, but Danny world G, he, lets a, he lets out a, a, he, lets out a like oh.
5: he lets out a, he oh, lets out a, like
1: he's yeah,
6: peeing. No, because
5: he's, you know, he's ready to drink his, it's, the song is gin and juice.
6: Yeah, my older brother used to say that he was urinating. <laughs> I thought he was pouring a drink and relaxing. I don't know. That's a great the question. World will never. Yeah, know. when we get Snoop as a guest on this show, we'll make that happen. All right, it's got to be the first question to
5: Bet. him. So, old school in fifty hits. Let's hear your stories. Let's start with Nate in Ohio, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox's Cavino and Rich. What's up, Nate? What's
8: up, guys? How's it going? It's going Nate great. Great. Man. Man. What's up, man? Well, you guys hit it right on the noggin right there at the end. The Irish car bombs.
5: And, uh, said that yeah they were
8: my buddy, but seven years ago had his wedding in Dublin right there, and uh we actually went over on High Street in Columbus, and uh all of us you know started the night with three car bombs apiece, and it was just a wild night
7: Yeah, I'll be honest, Americans we can never hang with some european countries where their drinking level is so oh, much further along like you ridiculous. hang out with a bunch of irish blokes at a bar you'll you
5: you there's no way you'll keep up and 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 this may sound interesting but i know from experience dude canadians can throw them back we're oh, friends yeah. with a bunch of canadians from years of radio Canadians, oh, Molson's, throw- eh? Yeah. Oh, LeBatsy, they throw him back hard. All right, let's go to Wes in Vegas. You're hanging with Cavino and Rich. And stay tuned because Rich, Rich has a story next about softball and about sucking in sports. You're not going to want to miss it. What's up, Wes?
8: Hey, gentlemen. How's it going? What up, buddy? Hey, buddy. I've got a story that happened many moons ago. I threw my cousin an 18th birthday. May or may not have happened. But he drank a whole... <laughs> bottle of fire water by himself that's oh. uh that's cinnamon whiskey before the fireball thing was a, ever a thing and he cannot till this day drink cinnamon anything you know wes love you brother typical I story say,
5: though right like everybody what, has that somebody who has that similar story
7: what what wes just said brought up something that you guys are going to say what a lame you are, Rich.
5: I mean, I say that anyway. but uh,
7: I mean, you do say that regularly. I haven't yeah. said it yet today.
5: Yeah. <laughs> what a lame you are, Rich. <laughs> yeah. no, thanks, Bob. If I
7: Danny didn't say G. it, I was
5: definitely thinking it.
7: Danny G, I think you said it off the air earlier, too. Um, when I was in my 20s, maybe early 20s, my buddy and I, for some reason, eh, maybe we were in high school because I feel like I would have bought something if I could have bought something better. All we could find is a bottle of Malibu rum. Coconut-flavored Malibu rum, right? We're talking, like, you feel like you're on vacation.
5: Yeah, you're uh, Malibu's Most Wanted, right? Yeah. <laughs> I
7: remember. Malibu's Most Wanted. Coconut rum, my buddy and I, like, literally chugged this bottle of Malibu rum thinking, well, oh, it can't be that strong. It seems like not a very strong alcohol. Till this day, Deontay Wilder style, <laughs> yeah. till this day, yeah. no joke, like a month ago, my wife got out of the shower looking all sexy she rubbed her body down with like a coconut lotion yeah and i was like you know i can't go on you now like i can't smell. (laughs) if i smell coconut i'm like really like she's like come here i'm like no no i to me to this day experience Bad To me, when I go on vacation, I see everyone having these delicious coconut type of drinks. I'm like, no thanks. Well, I'm gonna,
5: I'm what gonna am I save you. to say about Rich? He's he pretty was, lame. He's pretty lame. Yeah, you're the lamest guy. So wait. So uh, thanks, basically, bro. what I got out of that is you turned down your beautiful woman after a, a nice shower, smelling like coconut. It's yeah, pretty lame. I was
7: like, I was like, why would you rub like coconut oil, like lotion on you? That's like my one bed smell. I love coconut. <gasps>
5: Now, I'll
7: keep you away from my wife after a show.
5: I'm going to save you from being (laughs) the lamest because, you know, the most lit I probably got because I didn't know how it was going to hit me. So lit, man. And I never act the fool, but I couldn't stand. And again, I was a younger man, younger fella. But when Zima was a thing and it did have its comeback for like a split second, I was like, Zima, this is for weenies, whatever. <laughs> so, so I, I probably have you know a bunch of them, dude. I couldn't. They knocked me out so hard because I didn't expect anything. And now, you know, to fast forward, we all live in that, as Johnny Lawrence would say, Johnny Lawrence of Cobra Kai, White Claw. That sounds badass. Now we, li- <laughs> I'll have one of those. I think you're gonna have a course banquet with
7: Johnny Lawrence. Yeah,
5: you know, now we live in that hard seltzer, spike seltzer store sort of. Range. I'll tell you what,
7: I find no shame in that. I'll have a couple of spiked them. seltzers I, here I there.
5: spiked the Spike seltzer with some extra vodka. But let's go to Matt in Minnesota. We're throwing it back on a Thursday. Old school when 50 hits. Your old school drinks that you you went to.
8: Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, buddy. What's up, buddy? So this story actually involves you guys. Oh, snap.
6: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So
8: I've, I have never, ever really been a heavy drinker. I drink a couple drinks at a time every once in a while. First time I met you guys, we were in Las Vegas at an event. Okay. This event was sponsored by one of the big beer companies, and there was beer everywhere all the time. I, because at most, I'll have a drink, like one or two drinks a week. You're
5: lightweight. Yeah, you're lightweight. Yeah. Yeah.
8: So this was also my first time in Las Vegas, and you don't realize when you're in Las Vegas how big the city blocks are when you've never been there before. (laughs) So we're out, we're partying, we're doing our thing. The end of the night comes, I've probably had somewhere in the neighborhood of 13, 14 of these bottles of beer. I didn't realize how messed up I was because I hadn't eaten anything. I flew in, started drinking right away, been drinking all night. I could not find my way back to my hotel.
7: (laughs) He's the guy that you stepped over on the strip. Like, Who is this? is this
5: guy dead or drunk? Why does anyone care about this guy? Who is he? That's so funny, I'm, dude.
8: I'm at, the same, I'm at a hotel that's right next to the hotel you're staying at, and I couldn't figure out how to get back there. I remember crying and, like, sitting there, and at some point a cop came up to me and asked me what was wrong. <laughs> And I said, I can't figure out where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> I showed him my room key. I showed him the room key. He turns around and goes, Dude, it's right there.
7: Like, that's, dude, hilarious. that's
6: hilarious. All
7: that Thank makes me sir. think is uh, Danny G, doesn't it sound like we're overdue for some Kavino and Rich events on the road? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
6: yes, it does. Somehow, though, I feel like my girl is listening to this and she's going to chaperone.
7: Uh, she could cut. Hey, more uh, than merrier, Danny G. It uh, keeps me out of trouble.
5: Now I heard off the air, Perfet's uh, go-to is Carlsberg. Just kidding. Uh, what is your go-to, Perfet and Danny G? For, uh, your old-school go-to before we wrap up the phone calls.
6: Well, the first alcohol I ever saw as a kid was Hams beer. Yeah, what Ham's. the hell is that? Uh, I think the Miller people made it. Remember the uh, the cartoon character and he used to ski down the the hill. And the the Hams Bear TV commercials were famous,
5: dude. You sent me a picture of it. I don't think I've ever seen I've Hams Beer. My stepdad, yeah, same thing.
6: It must be a West Coast thing. My stepdad would pop the top on that and watch Showtime Lakers in no the eighties. No way.
5: Yeah, my dad was a like maybe PBR. Again, I grew up in New Jersey, so yeah, maybe Budweiser kind of guy. So that was my yeah, first experience uh, of of watching adults drink, and, and of course, wine coolers for the ladies. It's been around for like 150 years. It's from Minnesota. I never heard of Hams beer. Uh, how about you, Perfect? Your old school go-to.
1: Uh, every time I visit my cousins, it's got to be a just a, a, a Yinglings, just just a, yeah. a trap load uh, of Yinglings. Yeah. There's, oh, that's definitely there's so Pennsylvania many
7: style. Ohio, Midwest, right? Yeah. That whole this region of the country loves their Yinglings. Yeah, when
1: it, so they they lived in West Pennsylvania, like west of Pittsburgh. And when Yingling actually came to Ohio, it was like a big deal. It was like, oh my god, we're getting Yinglings in Ohio, and it's like, all right, cool. It's it's skunky beer, but I'll we'll throw eight How of them you. back. Oh, How
5: about you, Monty? Me- Monty, did you have a go-to back in the day?
2: My go-to back in the day. You see her her
8: at the bar every week.
2: Yeah. No, but it's not the same nowadays. Oh, margarita, tequila all day. Uh, But back in the day, believe it or not, I actually didn't drink until I was almost 21. And my first experience with alcohol, my brother showed up drunk with friends randomly one night when my parents were like out of town in Costa Rica. And he showed up three in the morning with his buddies and I got drunk. They got me drunk first time ever off of Crown Royale
5: and Jägermeister.
2: (laughs) I died. When I tell you that I died, I died. And came back to life.
1: I actually had a friend. I actually had a friend in college who yeah. was a complete yeah. teetotaler. Yeah. He would not touch drinks, but then he nipped my Jagermeister one time, and that's all he would drink. No, oh, I, I didn't understand him.
2: I I, I died at, on the toilet for many hours, and my brother <laughs> didn't even check on me until like twelve <laughs> hours later. And then the worst part was that my friend was spending the night because my parents were out of town. And when I woke up, there was a giant stain on my bed because they decided to play Kings Cup on my bed instead of on the floor at a table. On my bed, I think and it would there be, a nice, giant, I, I think be a nice monster. Giant. I think they be being nice and you peed the bed. I think. No, you the bed. I was dying at the <laughs> toilet. I was dying. Wow.
5: Dying. Uh, I mean, we're really getting to the bottom of some stuff. I dying Died and came back to
2: life. Yes, wow. and then I started drinking uh, Malibu rum and pineapple.
5: All right. Well, check Yo. this out. We still got to talk to Mike Joyce about the Breeders' Cup, right? But we got a lot of phone calls to get to.
7: So, we'll get to those phone calls and Hang we'll, tight. We'll, we're going to talk about when people suck in sports. Do they know it? Do you tell them? It goes on a professional level and an amateur level. So, all that coming up here on Cavino and Rich live from the TireRack.com studios.
5: TireRack.com loves tires, and since 1979, they've been helping people find the right tires for how, what, and where they drive. Their team of experts has the knowledge and the passion to assist every driver, and they're just a phone call or click away. Websites packed with information, advice, and tools to make buying the right tires a snap. Like the
7: Tire Decision Guide, answer a few questions, and you'll get a personalized tire recommendation in two minutes or less. They sell the best brands in the industry, like the high-performance Pirelli P Zero tire, the all-season Cinturado lineup, and the off-road-capable Pirelli Scorpion light truck and SUV tire.
5: Ratings, reviews, test results, and a national network of over 10,000 recommended installers. Free road hazard protection and fast free shipping with delivery in as little as one day.
7: In many areas, they even offer mobile tire installation. They come to your home or office. Tire installation on your terms. It's a game
5: changer. I'm telling you. Go to TireRack.com sports. See for yourself. TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com.
1: The way tire buying should be. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
7: Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport whether you believe in analytics or the eye test we've got all the bases covered new episodes drop every thursday so do yourself a favor and listen to inside the parker with rob parker on the iheart radio app or wherever you get your
8: podcast
5: it's Cavino and rich and you've put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone Tires.
7: Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out
5: all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast.
3: Terms and conditions
5: apply. All right, CNR throwing nice. it back on a Thursday. Covino and Rich, we're at Covino and Rich on social media at Steve Covino, at Rich Davis, at Spot Center. Spotty's here along with Danny G, Perfet, Monsi, and we appreciate you hanging out with us. Definitely appreciate you subscribing to our podcast for free. Talking Breeders' Cup in a few minutes. In fact, Breeders' Cup World Championships coming to iconic Keeneland November 4th and 5th. Don't miss the world's best thoroughbreds <laughs> race for their share of $31 million in purses and awards. Visit breederscup.com to watch all the action live November 4th and 5th this Friday and Saturday. Again, live from the tyrack.com studios. Wrapping this up with your phone calls. Old School 150 hits talking about your old-school drinking go-to's some of these drinks don't even exist anymore
7: I know that's that's a funny, funny part
5: yeah it's fun to reminisce though
7: it, it'll also uh you know you always talk about how you can look at someone's shoes or their gene cut and tell how old they are yeah ask them, ask them what they got drunk off of in high school to college and I think you could also tell their age
5: yeah no you're right so let's wrap it up with these three phone calls thank you guys 877-99 on Fox and we go to Seattle Anthony yo man, what out up? With CNR what's up
9: Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? Uh Anthony from C- – or living here in Seattle, but born and raised in Ohio. Um, actually, I had a funny yingling story, um, if, if you guys don't mind sure. me yeah. telling that one real quick. Because I'm definitely one of those call followers, too. Like, I don't know what it is about that beer. It really isn't that great, but for some reason, like, every time I go east of the Mississippi, it's like, first gas station I go, I got to get that. Um, you know anyways, what it is? Let me tell you. Um, Let
7: me tell you, and If you uh... – it's one of those, if you have people over to watch the game or you have company over, I don't think you could go wrong with yingling. I feel like if you're like, yeah, I got yingling in the fridge, no one's going to say, oh, I don't know. Like, it's a really good, safe beer to get for a party.
9: Absolutely, yeah. And I first was introduced to it um, when I was working at a golf course down in North Carolina. It seemed like everybody at the country club was drinking it. And then after a while, yeah, I learned it was in PA. Then I, whenever it got over to Ohio, every time I'd go back home, like, yeah, man, that was like the first thing I always go to. Yes. It just seems like it has just a huge cult following, but like, yeah, uh, I agree. Like now that I think about the pace, it's not the greatest, but yeah, whenever I go back home for the holo- or the holidays here in a couple of weeks, that's the first thing I'm gonna get. But um, anyways, uh, practice color etiquette. Um, the first time I ever got sunburned, um, I'm half and half. My dad's African-American. My mom's Chicana. Um, I was a pro snowboard coach in Montana. And after the season, I went down to Miami, Florida to go and visit the next girlfriend. I had a gnarly, gnarly goggle can, but down in Miami, they had yingling. So I went over to Publix, picked up the 24, went on the beach, ended up passing out. So I ended up waking up the next morning, and my face felt like super weird. Didn't know what was going on with it, and then after the second day with this just terrible sensation on my face, started to blister and everything. And it took me 23 years of life to get a sunburn. And it happened because I got completely wasted off the yingling (laughs) in South Beach. (laughs) There you go. But I'll still drink that beer to the day. But yeah, I, whenever you guys are talking about ying, I got excited about it and um, I'll be a couple, yeah, about two weeks away from, from, from enjoying some taste. And you know what, man,
5: if you could do it respectfully and, and safely, I start the weekend Thursday night, man. So enjoy your drink tonight. Enjoy your yingling tonight. Yeah. Or whatever your drink of choice is. But like I said, a lot of those old school ones are definitely not your go to now. No. In no, his you're not case, you're not sipping are.
7: back you're not sipping back on a gull schlager watching Thursday night football tonight. I'm not you're sipping sure? on
5: any Yukon Jack just because. <laughs> uh although fun to reminisce, let's talk to Barry. Barry in Missouri. What's up, Barry?
0: Hey, how you guys
5: doing? Hey, buddy. Hey, Barry, let me give you some advice. Uh, we have a friend named Barry, and
7: to attract more hot Latino women, he called himself Barnando. It's
5: true. True story.
0: Just yeah. a
7: little <laughs> tip. Can, yeah. Consider that. Yeah,
5: consider that. I, I should try that sometime. It, I- I'm not even joking. It worked, and we lived together, and I-, I knocked on his door one day. He was in there with two Latino women. And they're like, hey, <laughs> Barnando. I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> true, true story. So you can roll
6: with that.
0: Ha, <laughs> <laughs> I will. But, uh, yeah, I, I live in Missouri now. Uh, 30 years ago, for, or for over 30 years, I lived in California all during the late 80s and 90s when I was in the military, and then I got into banking. But I also, at night, I worked at the Punchline Comedy Club up in Sacramento, California. And this was mid-early 90s, after the Living Color ended their series, and all the comedians went back on the road. Well, I hung out with... Uh, Jamie Foxx, took him to clubs, got him into clubs because I did a lot of, besides bartending, I did a lot of promos for the club. And I would give them tickets to all the clubs and restaurants, and they would give me perks when I would go in there and didn't have to stand in line. So I would take the comedians after the shows, uh, like uh, Jamie Foxx, Dave Chappelle. He's been in my house for my daughter. One year birthday party and uh, but uh other than that uh george Lopez but drinks drinks of choice back then it was like on the, at the bar it was like um like you said, kamikazes were a big hit with all the people uh purple hooters was another big hit uh with the sham board a little vodka, a little seven up, and um, buttery nipples, slippery nipples, things like that, but um, my go to is always uh Dirty martini on the rocks. That's mine with a little
7: kettle
5: one. There you go. You know what?
7: I think he just wanted to tell us that he hung out with Dave Chappelle. Yeah, he he dropped a
5: few drinks, but more names than drinks. Uh, No, but thank you very much. I appreciate you, buddy. I appreciate all the phone calls. Thank you guys for reminiscing with us. And it's fun because I used to serve a lot of those, man, before I became a, a radio star. <laughs> I used to work. I used to bartend at Bennigan's on a throwback Thursday. That's a true story, Wait, man. When did
6: you become a radio star? I, I'm know i still trying. Uh, he, Jay. Yeah, right. he still bartends at Bennigan's. <laughs>
5: it's
7: a true story. All right. Now, hey, listen, we've been talking about it for a while now. The iconic Keeneland is hosting something called uh, the Breeders' Cup. November 4th and 5th, Uh, $31 million in purses and awards are up for grabs. We've been talking about it, so why not welcome, everybody, Mike Joyce to the show. What's uh,
5: going on, Mike? Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate
10: it. TVG
5: host, racing analyst, Chicago sports fan, and I'm glad you're here to break it down for us because I have to be honest, don't know enough about it. So I'm going to be taking notes, but my first question for you is... Since we're talking drinks, we're wrapping up this drink discussion. Let's say I'm at the Breeders' Cup. Like, how do I fit in? What's my drink of choice? Uh, what horse what's races, I'm guessing, I'm
7: guessing fancy drinks at a horse, yeah, horse like,
10: race. Yeah, like how
5: snazzy and sassy do I have to be? Like, break it down for us. <laughs> no,
10: no, 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 All Just, right. I got three words for you. Just drink bourbon. There it yes. is. Oh, dude,
5: I'm, dude, perfect. My, my kind of place. Perfect. I love yeah. that.
10: Yeah, well, I mean, you're in the bourbon capital of the world here. It's uh drink it for breakfast around here. So yeah. the only thing you got to do, you can go to the bar, you can get the Castle and Key. I highly recommend it. It's one of the, the featured bourbons at Lexington's uh, Keeneland Racecourse. But, I mean, there, there's a million great bourbons out here. I, you know, like I, I, I personally uh, would tell you to go with Happy Van Winkle if you have, you know, $150 to spend on a shot. But that's only after you catch six, so maybe we can get
5: you there. Rich likes the Robbie Van Winkle. I don't know if, you, if you're familiar ice, with Ice Ice Baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before you break down the Longines 2022 Breeders' Cup Classic, you know, for people that have never been, you know, us included, we'd love to go. It'd be like, uh, like simple life, you know? Like, oh, wow, what an experience. I'd love to go one day. What's the experience like? Tell us the scene. Like, what is it all about when you're
10: there? So it's two days of championship racing, right? So you've got, um, you've got five championship races on Friday. They call it Future Stars Friday because it's all the two year olds. So it's the, it's the young horses, the juveniles. And then on Saturday, you've got nine championship races and that's for all the older horses. But you have every division in horse racing, right? Horses run different distances. They run on different surfaces. In this country, the heavyweight division, the one that everyone cares about, uh, is older horses going a mile and a quarter on the main track, on the dirt. So that's, you know, a mile and a quarter in the dirt. That's where they run the Kentucky Derby at. The Breeders' Cup Classic is the biggest race of the two days, it's $6 million. And that will feature the best horses, um, the most important horses in this country. And someone said the best horses are in that division. But, I mean, these are all the best horses of their division. You have the best turf horses coming over from Europe uh, and Japan and from around the world. You have the best sprinters from America. You have horses going, you know, as short as three-quarters of a mile, running up to a mile and a half on the turf. Uh, you have horses running short on the dirt, short on the turf, long on the dirt, long on the turf. And every division is different. And what it does is it creates a championship race in every division. So at the end of the year when they they crown the champion, these races are the most important. It was designed like that in nineteen eighty four. This was the the year end, you know, it was like the, the World Series. But it's not just one race, right? You have two days of racing. And, you know, it's it's unbelievable. I mean the action just never stops and there's millions upon millions of dollars wagered on every race yeah so the betting opportunities are unlike anything else in the world
5: again what 30 million in purses and awards mike joyce is here again racing analyst now you're getting me fired up for the actual race but i'm thinking about like when we go to the super bowl like people just think it's all about the game it's not it's all the parties leading up to it the events when you say it's two days of racing like what else goes on is it like a party scene too like are there a lot of is it a lot of schmoozing and boozing like what is that all about
10: Oh yeah, if you're not careful you'll fracture your liver. Um, <laughs> you've got you've got last let me see, last night we had jocktails, and that's a fundraiser for the PGF and basically it's a huge party and all these, you know, world famous champion jockeys are the bartenders. So that's the draw and people come in all the money, all the money goes to the charities. But the guy who throws it is like a he's a professional party promoter. Tonight they've got a couple of things going on. There's a taste of the world party at Windstar Farm. Uh we're going to the welcome party where there's gonna be like forty-seven different bourbons being tasted. Um, there's something just about every night. You know, they've got different organizations will have their dinners. There's a welcome reception. um, And then, I don't know if you've ever been to Keeneland Racecourse. If you haven't, I highly recommend it. They start drinking bourbon at about 11 in the morning, and they keep it up all day. So it's as big of a party as you will ever go to, go and it goes on for 48
5: hours. Dude, sounds awesome, man. Yeah. Like, I think I
7: that awesome missed have out. out. Yeah, I'm for thinking, real. Uh, I'm thinking it's crazy, the world of horse racing. It's the only sport where the competitors don't know they're the best. Like, these horses have no clue they're the best in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. You know, they can be, it could be like the LeBron James of horses, but they have no clue. They're just running, doing their thing. Um, let me ask you this, uh, Mike, because – I feel like other than owning sports teams, you see a lot of celebrities, a lot of former athletes owning a horse. Is that a big bragging right in that community?
10: Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the people who own racehorses are like, you know, the, the late queen of England and, and Sheikh Mohammed yeah. al Maktoum, who's the Emir of Dubai. And, you know, you have, you know, like the the Phipps family and you have, you know, fortunes, you know, like the, the Vanderbilt family was one of the biggest horse owners for years and years in this country. So it, it's, you know, it, it's a lot of money to own and raise a horse. So for... Anybody who has a little bit of money—I mean, we've got like one of my really good friends is Eric Johnson, who was um, you know, Stanley Cup champion on the uh, Colorado Avalanche. He was the longest tenured player on the team. He's a defenseman. Uh, he was number one overall pick uh, when he was drafted by the St. Louis Blues, and he owns racehorses. I um, he, he throws some money around. And then there's—you know—there's people. Uh, Kirk Herbstreit owned a piece of a horse for a while back. Jim Rome is a big uh, owner of racehorses. So you've got. A lot of celebrities that get involved with it, because like I said, I mean, you've got to be a multi-billionaire, bordering on trillionaire to buy, you know, the, the Chicago Bears. But, you know, for, you know, just a mere $2 million, you can buy a world-class baseball. You're
5: telling me Jim Rome has that kind of coin? So there's hope yeah. for us, I guess, in the future. I guess so. Maybe nice. one day we'll have a
10: horse. Nice. Jim Rome owned one of the best horses uh, we've seen in the last 20 years. that worked by the name of Shared Belief. He actually owned two really good horses. You know, the surf mare named Ms. Direction, who was awesome, and she won the Breeders' Cup surf down the hillside Turf course in Santa Anita. And then he owned Cher Belief, who was a fantastic horse, who actually beat California Chrome, um, who was one of, one of the best we've seen her. he We lost him too soon. He had a bad case of colic, which is a, an intestinal um, disorder that horses get, and can kill them. But, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, there's a lot more people, a lot more celebrities than you know that own a piece of horse. MC Hammer had a horse in the Belmont one year.
7: Yo, that's wild. Now, let me yeah. let me ask you this Mike Joyce hanging out on Cavino Rich Breeders' He's, Cup November four. Oh yeah too, yeah, too legit.
10: Yeah, too legit to quit, to quit. Yeah,
5: yeah. <laughs> Uh Pumps in a Bump. That was the name. Yeah. Pumps in the yeah, Bump. Yeah. It was a great horse. Uh, well, you know what?
7: Speaking of horse names, uh, tomorrow, Mike, we'll be making our picks here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, do you feel like this is the number one event in the world, horse racing, where people don't use their knowledge as much as I like that name? <laughs>
10: Yeah, I mean you you look horse racing used to be the most popular sport in this country behind only baseball, um, about seventy five years ago. And the way that professional gamblers had an edge was because, you know, the grand majority of the betting pools were the two dollar bettors who were just going to the track having a good time and just throwing their money around. Now it's kind of flip flops where you have more smart money in the pools on a daily basis, guys who bet... Every day, religiously, who study very hard, who have make it, you know, some of whom make a living at doing it. So it's much harder to have an edge because you're betting against everybody else's money. It's not like betting against a book, right? You're betting yeah. against the other people that have their money in the pool. So a day like Breeders' Cup, a day like Derby, a day like Belmont, those are the few days of the year where you have casual money in there and you can get prices and you can get horses at odds that you wouldn't necessarily get in any other thing And like, the other reason you can get horses at odds that you would never get them at is that it's all the best horses in their divisions. You're going to have horses going off at 20 to one that are coming off back to back grade one wins, right? I mean, that's just the nature. You go through every horse in the Breeders' Cup, yeah. you're like, wow, that horse is awesome. Wow, that horse is awesome. Oh my God, that horse, like, it, it, it's dizzying. you We spent a week and a half doing shows called Breakfast at the Breeders' Cup on FanDuel TV, and it's all the horses who are going to be running in the Breeders' Cup in the mornings, you know, doing their work, doing their, you know, works, gallops, you know, just getting prepared as they make their final tune-ups before the races. And, you just you go cross-eyed seeing all these brilliantly looking, fit, fast animals.
7: Now um, we're going to be making our picks tomorrow. I'm already looking. Rich Strike. That looks like a cool name. Well, My name is Rich. Rich. Oh, Camino. Rich. Happy Strike. Saver. Rich, happy saver you're, you're a cheapskate you could be maybe happy savers all 30 right. to one
6: if you remember rich strike won the derby because he was it, 80 yeah. to one odds. yes and yeah then, like nobody thought he was gonna win and you, we said you should have bet on rich strike uh, for the right. derby and you yeah. didn't and now he's you know back what? you have another chance
5: mike i think you opened up the floodgates because rich here is a gambling fool and this is all he needed yeah. but i'm hey, excited man. yeah thanks for getting us pumped about it and uh have a great time i i'd love to be there one
10: day thanks bud oh yeah i highly recommend making your way out thanks for having me guys
5: Thank you, cool. Mike Joyce, racing analyst. Again, the Breeders' World Cup Championships, iconic Keeneland, this Friday and Saturday. Bam, thirty-one right, million uh, in purses and awards.
7: Ooh, let's hit up our buddy Monty for a quick update. What's up, Monts?
2: Hi, right. girl. So, <laughs> hey, girl. So, the there's reports that a couple of billionaires might team up to purchase, if they can, the Washington Commanders. And two big games today. It's a good day to be a Philadelphia fan. Game five of the World Series between the Astros and the Phillies. First pitch is set for 8 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. And week nine of the NFL kicks off as the undefeated Eagles. Are they going to stay undefeated, fellas? What do you think? Ooh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 100%. Yes, yes? Yeah. all right, because, you know, weird things happen in sports. They're going to play the Texans and kickoff is set for 8, 15 p.m. Eastern time on Amazon Prime Video. Back to you guys. Wow, Thank you,
5: you, He just jinxed the, the Eagles
2: hey (laughs) is that what i is Uh, it that simple
5: it's that simple
2: hey uh,
7: all about houston all about philly tonight and we got more cavino and rich next on fox sports radio hang tight
5: it's cavino and rich and you've put it off long enough it's time to replace your tires tire rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive touring tires for commuters comfort performance tires for sporty handling all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure
7: Higher ratings and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current
5: special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerackcom sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: I'm Katia Adler, host of the Global Story. Over the last twenty-five years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Yep.
5: We got DJ Perfect on the ones and twos. (laughs) We got Danny G. We got the show. Monsi. And you're hanging. We appreciate it. Kavino and Rich.
7: Really, really fun show. If
5: you missed any of it today,
7: got to remind you. Just subscribe. Do the right thing.
5: Yeah. Spike Lee style. Spike Do the right Lee thing. Spike style. Again, live from the TireRack.com studios. We appreciate you being here. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be as we get <laughs> set for Thursday night football. Uh, Welcome to the Fox Sports Radio tailgate presented by Big Green Egg. Yeah. Nothing beats the flavor, mm. the fever of the flavor. Oh, Live fire cooking on a Big Green Egg. It's the most versatile grill you'll ever own. Back by a lifetime warranty. Roll with the best. Shop online for free delivery at biggreenegg.com. <laughs> lifetime warranty, free home, free home delivery, biggreenegg.com.
7: I'm only laughing because uh, I need to get you a Big Green Egg, and I'm wondering, would you burn your arm on a Big Green Egg?
5: I got such a bad burn, such a scar on my arm from this. Weekend. going to go away. I don't know. Probably don't will. Will. not.
7: Yo, all Danny right. G, just to keep you in the loop and all of our, you know, Cavino and Rich Fox Sports friends. Cavino, you know, like every guy will throw a little steak or chicken or something on the grill. Cavino, no joking, the extent of our friendship, at least five to ten times, reaches under to turn the gas off before the grill cools down. And he, the guy's got like burns on his arm. Like, like he never <laughs> learned his lesson. Like, you no, know, when you tell a kid, like, touch a hot stove once, Cavino's touched a hot grill
5: ten times. I just, my, my, OCD tendencies have to shut the gas off as soon as I'm done. I don't have time to wait. I might forget, you know? So anyway, we had so much fun, Rich, we never got to your Cobra Kai story. You know what? Maybe save that for tomorrow. It's more about... Can you at least give us the gist for the people on the edge of their seat? I I know
7: people are like, how could I go on with my Thursday night? I know I got, you know, Love is Blind season three. I know I got Thursday Night Football. I know I got the World Series, but how could I live without Rich's softball story? (laughs) I get it. I understand. Let me just say this. If someone sucks at something, do they know? And if they do, is it okay to talk bad about them? Let me give you a little teaser. Maybe we'll get into this more tomorrow with some phone calls and feedback. You haven't figured it out yet. (laughs) The same way – what? The same way LeBron James said earlier this season, quote, to be completely honest, we're not a team constructed of great shooting. That's his way of saying, like, yo, my teammates, they're not good shooters. Aaron Rodgers earlier this year saying, hey, uh, you know, we're going to play with what we got. And, you know, if these young guys can't catch the ball, they shouldn't play. You know what that's his way of saying, Camino.
5: Somebody's sucking. Homie.
7: These wide receivers stink. Yeah. Do they know it? whole play stinks. So, Danny G, the other night at my softball game, let's just say, you know, you play with the same team a couple of years. Some of the good guys might have obligations. Oh, my wife's having a kid. I'm traveling for work. You lose guys along the way. Every good player we had on my softball team Tuesday nights l- left, essentially.
6: We're stuck with scrubs. Huh. Oh, the B nice team. Nice guys. The B team. Yeah. Nice guys. Suddenly but, you were Big Poppy on the squad. Yeah. Yo,
7: bro, my, my buddy Sean that listens to Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Weller? Sean Weller, him, me. There's only a couple guys on the team now that are good players, and we were openly talking about – We need to get some ringers on this team because the team stinks.
5: Wow, they must be really great about it. And Cavino said,
7: don't the guys feel bad when you talk in front of them? And even my wife backed me up. She goes, no, they know they stink. Then why do they show up?
5: Maybe for the fun of it. How do they live with themselves knowing they stink so bad? I think that they're oblivious. I think they think they're pretty good. Is it wrong? Like, if you're playing pickup basketball, is it fair to
7: be like, all right, we got two good guys, you take one bad guy, you take one bad guy? Like, don't don't you know
5: your own assessment? Those high school gym antics, I think are just not appropriate for grown adults. I don't know I, if they acknowledge it, but I, look, what we will address this tomorrow, if it, not it's on social media, at Covino and Rich. It, it's self-assessment. Danny G, we used to have
7: uh, Covino and Rich softball game in Central Park. We'd say, hey, first, you know, First, 50 guys that sign up will have a little softball tournament, and we would do this in Central Park in New York. You know how we would separate the teams for this little Cavino Rich softball tournament? We'd say, hey, if you're really good, stand over here. If you're decent, stand over here. And if you stink,
5: but you're here just to have fun, or if you never stand play. over here. If you never play, I was Be in the nice about it.
6: Self awareness. Yeah, but-
7: yeah, self-aware. And you know, you're, you're right. There's some guys that downplay themselves, and there's other guys like, oh, I'm good. And they stink. And those are the so, people. They don't, they're unaware how bad they maybe stink. Maybe we'll talk about self-awareness in sports tomorrow, but anything you miss again, the podcast, Danny G does a killer job. Spots doing awesome video clips on our Instagram and Twitter, at Rich.
5: But tomorrow we take you to Teasertown, and which teams, the nervous farts, are given high fives. Oh. Are even there, you baby See you in the promised land.
1: From BBC Radio 4.
2: Zumo Play.